With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. that just a while ago, Pastor, you are going to do spend a little more time on hell. Is that not, uh, is that not yeah, true? That's true. That's exactly <laughs> right. And I'll probably do it on the next Open Topics night and deal with the eternity of hell. Amen. And everlasting life in the, car, the 
And if one's everlasting, the other has to be everlasting. The punishment, there's different degrees of punishment. Yes. And hell. So, enough about that, Doc. Is any, um, so I appreciate so much the letter as well, Brother Holler, if you're in the chat room. I don't know if you're there, but if you are, thank you very much for, for loving the Lord enough to be asking questions about his book. If there's any prayer requests, you guys can check them out. Uh, none, none thus far. Okay. If there is none, I have got to go to the little boys' room before we get started into this lesson. So, uh, Brother Dave, if you would, open us in a word of prayer, and I'll be back shortly, okay? Yes, okay. Father, we come tonight, and we come in the name of Jesus to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ and endeavor to learn the principles and doctrines and truths in the Word of God. And we pray tonight, Lord Jesus, that your Spirit would come and uh, anoint Pastor Don to teach the Word of God and anoint our ears to hear and our hearts to hear and our minds to see the Word of God unveiled to us by the Holy Spirit, speaking to us each on an individual basis, convicting us of errors where we are wrong, and building us up, edifying us, exhorting us, encouraging us to take new paths where we need to take a new path, encouraging us to change our mind and redirect our thoughts and our patterns of life where we need to. And tonight, Lord, I pray that all misconceptions, uh, all arguments be placed on the shelf until after the doctrine has been presented in the Word and then compare that which is on the shelf against the Word of God for ourselves by the Holy Ghost. And tonight, Lord, I pray for all those who are sick among us that they would have health and healing. I I pray for Millie's husband who's um, having a mental disability, Lord, I pray that he would be comforted by the Spirit of God and that the Word of God would speak to him. And I pray that, uh, Father, if possible, you would send a minister to him to minister to him personally, one-on-one. For all these things, Lord, tonight I also pray that all the downloaders who have questions about the topic of Jews who are out there who may have never listened to this program before but have questions about that or think they know all about that word, that they would be led by the Spirit of God to examine these scriptures that are read tonight and to listen to and download this program by the Holy Spirit. Let it be so to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ, the preeminent one, so be it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Psalms 138, verse 2. Yes. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy love, for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou has magnified thy word, small w, above all thy name. 
End of story. Amen. Sanctify them through thy truth, O Lord. The Lord Jesus said, thy word is truth. All right, Brother Chad, I want you to read how we're going to go about this tonight. Yes. Amen. That would be Isaiah idea. chapter 28. Yes, indeed. We'll read verses 9 and 10. He says, Whom shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept. Line upon line, line upon line. Here a little, and there a little. Amen. That's Amen. exactly the way doctrine and knowledge is attained when it comes to his word. Precept upon precept, context upon context, subject upon subject, line upon line, scripture verse upon scripture verse. That's what the book's saying, folks. The Bible interprets itself. Yes. The, the word of God interprets itself. Peter plainly tells you there's no scripture of any private interpretation. Amen, Brother Dave? Amen. So, hey, now, I, that's not my opinion. Again, I say, that's not my opinion. That's what the book says. All right? So, let's go to Matthew. Okay. Matthew chapter 22. Just a second. Let me get there. And we'll start off, and when we get down to the fig tree, then we will take, we will depart on the word G. Okay. Matthew chapter 22. Brother Dave, go ahead and turn to Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3, okay? Okay. All right, Brother Chad, go ahead. Matthew 22 and 1. And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son, and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. Again, he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it, and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. All right, let me stop you right there. I forgot we stopped in chapter 21, not chapter 22. <laughs> Pardon me. I didn't I, even I, I, I think it's yeah, chapter 21, okay? You are I, correct, I, yes. Yeah, chapter 21. My mistake. I should have checked. Matthew, chapter 21. That's going to be an exciting chapter, yes, 22. It yes, it oh. will be. My goodness, that's just a, that's what they call that a, uh, a preview for next time, right. folks. Uh, Matthew twenty-one. Don't let it stop. Let don't let it stop you from reading it on your own, though. Um, Matthew twenty-one. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethphage, unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you. And straightway ye shall find an ass tied, and a colt with her. Loose them, and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them. And straightway he will send them. 
All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek, and sitting upon an ass, and a colt, the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt, and put on them their clothes, and they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. No, wow, man. Fantastic verses. The Lord is telling you there that he is fulfilling what was written by one of the prophets. I forget which minor prophet it was. I don't think it might have been Amos. I'm not sure my memory slips me for the present, but it's a, it's a fulfillment of one of the minor prophets. And everybody, here's the people that have been seeing all the miracles, seeing the Lord heal all these people and everything. It seems like he's on the road to the throne. I mean, the people are laying down branches, you know, Hosanna in the highest, you know. Hosanna to the son of David. Oh, man. This is going to fire some folks up big time. As we will see. Verse 10, brother. 21 and 10. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer but ye have made it a den of thieves. No, absolutely a den of thieves. And which one of them? Matthew was a tax collector. I Amen. mean, he was the worst of the worst. And the Lord called him. He was the worst of the worst. Because tax collectors, just like today, no, ain't nothing new under the sun. Everybody knows that the IRS, who loves the IRS except the ones that get a paycheck from them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, go ahead, brother. Verse 14. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. Now, why would anybody with a pure heart be, be displeased with a healing of people that needed healing. Bunch of lawyers, supposedly going by the law of Moses, huh? Continue on, brother. And said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus saith unto them, Yea, have ye never read? Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise. And he left them 
and went out of the city into Bethany, and he lodged there. Now in the morning, as he returned into the city, he hungered. Now I want you all to pay close attention to what's coming up next. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only and said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforward forever. Read that again. Let no fruit grow on thee henceforward henceforward, forever. And that's out of the mouth of God manifest in the flesh. Yes, amen, amen. Why would he say, let no fruit grow forth? Henceforth and forever. This is Katie barred the door for this mixed up bunch of Judites or mixed up bunch of Jews. So this is the Jews that are mad. This is the high priest. This is the high priest. What grows on fig tree? Figs. 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 Oh, really? Brother Dave, read Revelations 2, 9 and 3, 9. <laughs> and I love figs. Mm, boy, they're good. So do I. Revelations chapter 2, 9, Revelations 3, 9. Brother Chad, go to Jeremiah chapter 24. Yes. 2, 9. I know thy works and tribulation, and poverty. But thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews, and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Oh, so there's some good Jews, and then there's some that say they're Jews, and are not. Huh. So there's a mixture going on. Kind of like wheat and tares. Now read the next Chapter and verse, brother. Revelation 3, 9. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. Oh, my goodness. Well, the ones that say they're good Jews, I am put in to put that word in good because... If you can't read that and tell there's supposed to be some good ones, then something's wrong with your mental screws. And if that wasn't bad enough, start in chapter verse 1 and, and chapter 24 of Jeremiah. See what Brother Jeremiah's got to say about these figs that are Jews. Hmm. Jeremiah 24, the Lord showed me, and behold, two baskets of figs were set. How many? How many? That was two baskets there. Okay, go ahead. Two baskets of figs were set before the temple of the Lord. Oh, the temple of the Lord. I see. Yes. After that, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried away captive Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah. Okay. Jeremiah is dealing with Judah. Everybody knows that Judah is where the word Jews come from. That in Jacob and Judah. That's where the word Jews come from. This is, this is, the context of this is dealing with the southern tribe of Judah. You can't argue with that. Everybody knows Nebuchadnezzar took Zedekiah, put his eyes out, killed his sons in front of him, and then put his eyes out before taking yes. to Babylon. Okay? Anybody knows the scriptures knows this. Continue reading, brother. Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and the princes of Judah 
with the carpenters and smiths from Jerusalem and had brought them to Babylon. One basket had very good figs. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What'd you say? These, the one basket had very good figs. Right. Okay. That's, that, that would be good Jews. Continue. Daniel might be one of those figs, yeah? Even like the figs that are first ripe. And the other basket had very naughty figs, which could not be eaten. They were so bad. No, don't you do if we, if we wanted to stop the conversation, I could stop it right there. Does that not say there's some good and some bad, David? Yes, absolutely. Continue reading, Brother Chad. Now, let's find out a little bit more about these, the separation of them, hmm. eventually. Okay, Jeremiah 24 and 3, Then said the Lord unto me, What seest thou, Jeremiah? And I said, Figs. The good figs, very good, and the evil, very evil. Now, did he say there some of them was good and some of them was bad? Yeah. That, I thought that was my opinion. Very did the word Did the Word of God say it? Yeah, it said they're very good. Pastor. Right, right. Sure, uh, it sure does. Go ahead. The other ones are evil, very evil. They cannot be eaten. They are so evil. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, Like these good things, so will I acknowledge them that are carried away captive of Judah whom I have sent out of this place into the land of the Chaldeans for their good. For I will set mine eyes upon them for good, and I will bring them again to this land, and I will build them and not pull them down, and I will plant them and not pluck them up. And I will give them an heart to know me, that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people, and I will bear their, and I will be their God. Okay, the Lord gives these figs, these Judah Jews, a heart so they can know Him. Keep that in mind. Pay yeah, attention to the words. Okay, go ahead, brother. For they shall return unto me with their whole heart. And as the evil figs which cannot be eaten, they are so evil. Surely thus saith the Lord. So will I give Zedekiah, the king of Judah, and his princes, and the residue of Jerusalem that remain in this land, and them that dwell in the land of Egypt, and I will deliver them to be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth for their hurt, to be a reproach, and a proverb, a taunt, and a curse, in all places whither I shall drive them. Y'all got that? That's the Jew you think about. Okay? That's the one that comes on your lips when you hear the word Jew. They're a taunt and a proverb, even to this very day. will never, henceforth forever, put forth any fruit whatsoever. The Lord said so back in Matthew 21. Now let me show you the national difference. Go to 2 Kings 16, Brother Chad, and read the first six verses. Pay close attention to it because what I'm fixing to tell you is imperative. This is the law of first mention. David was not a Jew. Abraham was not a Jew. Solomon was not a Jew. Isaac was not a Jew. 
Jacob was not a Jew in the context of the bad figs. Okay? 2 Kings 16, verse 1 through 6. Watch the difference between Israel and the Jews. Watch it close. This is the first mention. Go ahead. In the Brother, Dave, while, Brother Dave, while he's reading there, I want you to go to Romans chapter 9. Okay. 2 Kings chapter 16. In the 17th year of Pekah, the son of uh, Remaliah, Ahaz, the son of Jotham, king of Judah, began to reign. 20 king, of, king of who? Uh, that was king of Judah. Okay, continue on. Ahaz, the son of Jotham, king, the king of Judah. Twenty years old was Ahaz when he began to reign and reigned sixteen years in Jerusalem and did not that which was right in the sight of the Lord his God like David his father. But he walked in the way of the kings of Israel, yea, and made his son to pass through the fire according to the abominations of the heathen whom the Lord cast out from before the children of Israel. And he sacrificed and burned incense in the high places and on the hills and under every green tree. Okay, everything that he's talked about so far, coming down through there, is Israel in the past tense, when they were a united kingdom. Israel, both Judah and Israel. In other words, they were one kingdom. They were Israelites. But they're split up, see? They split up under Solomon's son. Ten tribes went to the north, the northern kingdoms. Judah remained by itself with just a realm. It was Judah and Benjamin and a few Levites. That's it. That may, and even when they split up, 90% of Judah was carried away with them. I'll show you that in just, I'll show you that in just a little while. Okay? So Israel, he's talking past tense about Israel's a nation, Israel is a united nation, Israel is a united nation. Now let's watch what happens. Go ahead. Verse 5, Then Reason, king of Syria, and Pekah, son of Remaliah, king of Israel, came up to Jerusalem to war, and they besieged Ahaz, but could not overcome him. At that time, Reason, king of Syria, recovered Elath to Syria and drove the Jews from Elath. Now, if you can't see that there's a difference between Israel, the ten northern tribes, and Jew and the southern tribes, you've got spiritual problems. You know, you've got eyesight problems. You've got English problems. And I speak reverently, and I also speak with love, folks. Okay, I have heard this. I, I'm, the reason we're on this topic tonight is I was listening to some folks um, from some I'm not going to call them. It made me sick to listen to what was being said because they were disregarding what the book said, and all they could be concerned about was a bunch of naughty pigs, having no reference for what the Word of God purely lays out. So Israel is lined up with P, whatever his name was, Remaliah, and they're fighting against Judah and the Jews. He drove them out. That's the first time in your Bible the word Jew appears. The very first time. 
Okay? Now, when the ten tribes were split apart, God kicked off the ten tribes. He did not recognize them as Israel anymore. They are without a God, and God does not recognize them as a people. You say, my God never heard that before. That's not my opinion either. That's the word of God. Brother Chad Hosea, chapter 1. Yes, I know where that is. Hosea chapter 1. Let me just read the last few verses. Huh? Give, uh, no, give them the context. I want the them to see there's okay. three different parts going down through here. I want you I want them to see it. Just start about middle way through the chapter. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so Brother, can... Brother Dave, while he's there, I did. I, have I already told you to go to Romans chapter 9? Yes, you did. Okay, okay, good, good. Okay, go ahead, Brother Chad. Okay, so the Lord said unto him, Call his name Jezreel for yet a little while, and I will avenge the blood of Jezreel upon the house of, of Jehu. Okay, and, that's, that's Israel. That's the ten northern kingdoms, okay, that he's talking about here. Go ahead. And will cause to cease the kingdom of the house of Israel. Do you hear what he said? See, you've got the house of Israel and the house of Judah. And the Judah, house of Judah, is where the good and bad figs are, Jeremiah 24. Mm-hmm. They're mixed up, see. That's why that law first mentioned was so important. You've got to pay attention to that, folks. You've got to be able to keep that in your mind when you're studying the rest of the Word of God. That's why all the way over in the last book of your Bible, it tells you there's some that are good because the ones that say they're Jews and are not are bad. Does anybody have any problem with what I just said? Not I. No, David, no. do you have any problem with what I just said? No. Is it plain enough, or do I have to do I have to explain any more? Is that plain enough so far? Yeah, it's plain enough. Okay, continue reading, brother. Now I'm going to show you where God disavows Israel, the house of Israel, as His people. Period. Okay, go ahead, brother. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm getting I'm getting a, a greater understanding, actually, Pastor. I just uh, it's something that the Holy Spirit just showed me something. That uh, uh, I just got. So I'll just continue. And remember, on. Okay. and remember, Brother Dave's fiction to give you the New Testament quote all over again. And in case you just think this is Old Testament, Brother but Paul's going to quote it in Romans 9 where we're going next. So, Brother Chad, go ahead. And it shall come to pass at that day that I will break the, the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. And she conceived again and bare a daughter. And God said unto him, Call her name. Loruhema, uh, if you pronounce it properly. For I will no more have mercy upon the house of Israel, but I will utterly take them away. But I will have mercy upon the house of Judah, and will save them by the Lord their God, and will not save them by bow, nor by sword, nor by battle, by horses, nor by horsemen. Okay, no more going to have mercy as far as he's concerned nationally, on the house of Israel. But he will on the house of Judah where the Jews are. The two baskets of figs. The good figs and bad figs. Okay? Continue reading, brother. Now when she had weaned Loruhema, she conceived and bare a son. Then said God, call his name Loami. For ye are not my people, and I will not be your God. Loami is the ten northern tribes along with three-quarters of Judah, 
that when it was taken away with them when Nebuchadnezzar besieged Jerusalem. Go ahead. Okay, so Nor- Loamai is the northern tribes, and Loruhema is who again? The southern tribes. Okay, got it. I was just caught up in reading it. But okay, amen. Exciting. Okay, for ye are not my people, and I will not be your God. Verse 10. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured nor numbered. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Watch are this, not, listen close what this says. That in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, Ye are the sons of the living God. You've got that, folks. Where is that? Is that familiar to you? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, you know. He came into his own, his own received him not, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the what? Sons of God. Sons of God. Absolutely, the sons of God. Praise God. Now, as far as God's concerned, corporate Israel is nobody anymore but Judah. That's the rest of your Bible. And from Hosea forward on, except for when the minor prophets, when you get into minor prophets, you're dealing with the ten northern tribes. That's what they're about. Amos, Hosea, blah, 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 Obadiah. That's dealing with the ten northern tribes, okay? That's what the minor prophets are too. That's who the subject matter deals with mainly, with just references every now and then to Judah, okay? When you get to the New Testament, Israel is Judah. Period. End of story. How do you know that? How do you know that? Because God just told you that in Hosea chapter 1. You're no more my people. I'm no more your God. I'm cutting ties with you. But even though I'm cutting ties with you, you can still get in as the son of God. Isn't that what it said? Yes. As many as received them, to them gave you power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, it says in John chapter 1. Okay? Paul says in his epistles, in Christ Jesus there's neither Jew nor Gentile, Scythian, barbarian, bond nor free. There is no identity in Jesus Christ other than being a Christian. You, there is no separation. They're all unit. You're uni- united in one body. You're in the body of Christ. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Go to Romans chapter 9, Brother David, start reading it, verse 1. Listen closely. It's talking about Judah, Israel. That is corporate Israel. There is no ten tribes anymore. I mean, there is no house of Israel anymore. God's gotten rid of it. Okay? There is no house. I mean, there is, but in God's eyes, there's not. So, it, it, when Paul starts talking in chapter 9, he's talking about Judah. Brother Dave, start reading in verse 1. Romans 9, verse 1. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost, that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenant and the giving of the law and the service of God 
and the promises, whose are the fathers, and of whom, as concerning the flesh, Christ came. That is over. Don't stop. Stop right there. Who's concerning the flesh, Christ came. What does the Lord? What does all those people out there of our persuasion? What verse do they run to to try to tell you that the, everything is just about the ones that God says no more is people? I came not but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's what he said. The house mm-hmm. of Israel is Judah now. <laughs> and, and then not all of them are true Israelites or true Judites, and Paul's fixing to tell you that. Go ahead, keep on reading. Who, uh, concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all. God bless forever. Amen. Not as though the word of God hath taken none effect, for they are not all Israel, which are of Israel, neither because they are the seed of Abraham, are they all children? You've but, got that? No, whoa, whoa, just stop. Don't go no further. Read that one more time. Neither because they are the seed of Abraham, are they all children? But, okay. Yeah, not because, you see... They're of Israel, but they're not Israel. There's not Israelitish. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a liar from the beginning, and abode not in the truth. When he speak a lie, he speak of his own. Because he's a father. He's a liar and the father of it. We are Abraham's seed. The Jews said. Christ said, "I know you're Abraham's seed. I know Abraham's your father. How's that possible?" Paul's fixing to explain it. Go ahead. But in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. He's Paul's fixing to tell you that. Go ahead. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted for the seed. Bingo. Keep on reading, brother. For this is the word of promise. At this time I will will I come, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. The Edomites. Jacob, uh, Esau is Edom. That's what it says in the book of Genesis, folks. Esau is Edom. They're mixed up. There's naughty figs and there's good figs mixed up. That's the reason the Lord said what he said in John when he's talking about you're of your father the devil. And, but he still said, I know Abraham's your father. See, that's the only way you can reconcile it, folks. The Lord don't lie. The book don't lie. Now let's find out, make sure I've got you in the same context. Keep on reading. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, 
and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then, it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that sheweth mercy. For the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, Even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might shew my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore, hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and on whom he will hardeneth. Thou wilt say then unto me, Why doth he yet find fault, for who hath resisted his will? Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that is formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? What if God, willing to shew his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted for destruction? You'll that, find that in Obadiah. Okay, go ahead, brother. And that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory. Even us, whom he hath called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. The Gentiles are, you know, who, who are the Gentiles? They're the nations. They're every nation on earth, including the lost, quote-unquote, so-called lost ten tribes of the house of Israel that was disavowed by God in Hosea 1 and are no more his people, and he's no more their God. Continue reading, and Paul's fixing to tell you that. As he saith also in Hosea. And Hosea, that's Paul, <laughs> that's, that's the King James reading for Hosea. Go ahead. Yeah. I will call them my people, which were not my people, and her beloved, which was not beloved. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. You see, you see, folks, it's his plain, same context, all the way, haven't led you astray. I've let the scriptures tell you. I'm going to keep on doing it. Go ahead, keep on reading, brother. Verse 27. Isaiah also crieth concerning Israel, though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. Oh, yes, a remnant shall be saved, absolutely. Of a, is it talking about every Israelite ever born? Of course not. It's talking about corporate Israel. But it puts the children, it gives you the children of God and the promise of God that he's going to bring back into the fold a remnant from all of Israel. Is that plain to y'all? Yes, it is. No, keep mm -hmm. on reading, keep on reading. Verse 28. For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness, because a short work will the Lord make upon the earth. And as Isaiah said before, except the Lord of Seoboth had left us a seed, we had been as Sodom, and been made like unto Gomorrah. What shall we, we say then? 
that the Gentiles, which followed not after righteousness, have obtained righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith. But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, hath not attained to the law of righteousness. Wherefore? Because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law. That's Judah he's talking about. That's the lawyers he's talking about. That's the ones that went about to establish their own righteousness. That's the only Israel that Paul or God or the Holy Spirit is recognizing at this certain point. Paul even slips in to let you know that in Galatians 6, verse 18, I think, where he calls Christians the Israel of God. What? That's one of the most fantastic verses in the New Testament to back up exactly what I'm trying to show you guys. Okay? Continue reading, brother. For they stumbled at the stumbling stone, as it is written, Behold, I lay in Sion a stumbling stone and a rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I want you, Brother Chad, go to Luke chapter 21. Uh-huh. Start reading at verse 1. Brother Dave, go to Mark chapter 13. Yes. Luke chapter 21. First of all, let me stop. for what, boy, I'm probably going too fast for a lot of people. But you can always go back and listen to the recording. Is everybody on the same page? You understand that I've kept you in context. The whole way through we've been studying. Precept upon precept, line upon line. Here a little Old Testament. There a little Old Testament, New Testament. I've kept you in the scriptures. I've kept you in the context with Jew and Israel. Am I right or wrong? Am I lying or am I telling the truth? That's true. Yep. Okay. Okay. Luke chapter 21, Brother Chad. Okay. And he looked up and saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow casting in thither two might. And he said, Of a truth I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast in more than, than they all. For all these have of their abundance cast unto the offerings of God, but she of her penury penury hath cast in all the living that she had. And as some spake of the temple, how it was adorned with goodly stones and gifts, he said, As for these things which ye behold, the days will come, in the which there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? And he said, Take heed that ye be not deceived. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass. That, but when the Lord's speaking in Mark 13, in Matthew 24, and in Luke 21, he's speaking, right now he's speaking about the past and the future. 
He's going to speak in his. He'll be speaking in his future for one time, 70 A.D., and another future time later on. It, it so it goes back and forth. I, in programs past, I've showed you where one comma separates 2,000 years, and it comes out of the Lord's own mouth. Continue on, brother. And great earthquakes shall be in divers places and famines, and pestilences, and fearful sights, and great signs shall there be from heaven. That's it. Now he's talking, that, as far as we know, that did not happen, except for people that saw, went and revised history a little bit during 70 A.D. Continue on. But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogue, and into prison. Did that happen in the past? Of course it did. Is it going to happen again? You better believe it. Go ahead. Being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake, and it shall turn, and it shall turn to you for a testimony. Settle it therefore in your heart, not to meditate before what ye shall answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. And ye shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren and kinsfolks and friends. And some of you shall they cause to be put to death. That ever happened in the past? You better believe it. You ever read Fox's Book of Martyrs? You ever read how when the Romans sacked Jerusalem in 70 A.D.? They hung a line of crucified people up on the road into Jerusalem. Of course it happened in the past. Of course it did in 70 A.D. And it did later on with Fox, read Fox's Book of Martyrs during the Dark Ages. Is it going to happen again, Brother Don? You better bet your bippy it is. Amen, amen. And it's headed there right like a grease ball bearing as we speak. And if you can't see it, uh, you're spiritually and literally blind. Yes, yes. Continue reading. Verse 17. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but there shall not an hair of your head perish. Absolutely not. You may be killed, but not one hair of your head is going to perish because it's going to get a new body. <laughs> Amen. Continue reading, brother. In your patience possess ye your souls. And when ye shall see Jerusalem come past with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains. And let them which are in the midst of it depart out. And let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. Did that happen in the past? You better believe it. Is it going to happen in the future? You can bet your bottom dollar it is. Because remember, God bought that land for us with an everlasting purchase. Whether we're there or not, where our brethren are there or not, the possession of the land, even down to the very centimeter of the threshing floor of Arun the Jebusite, is owned by our people. Continue on, brother. Forever. Okay, Amen. forever, no matter who's there, 
That's the reason in Revelation it talks about those people that are there that say they're a certain they say they're Jews, good Jews, Jeremiah twenty four, and they're not. Abraham's father of the seed of Abraham, yeah, according to who? Jesus Christ. Are they chosen? Are they of Isaac? Yep, but they're not the chosen one. Romans nine. Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. Is that confusing, or do y'all follow me? I got it, Pastor, I and I always, I always find it very uh, interesting how he said, I know you're the seed, you're just not the children. You got it. You got it. You follow me, Jack David? Is it clear so far? Yes, it is. Okay, continue on, Chad. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. Okay. No, everything was not fulfilled over 2,000 years ago in 70 A.D., that's how you, one way you know that he's jumping back and forth talking about past history and future tense as well. All things have not been fulfilled. There's more prophecies to be fulfilled out of the Old Testament yet to be fulfilled than was at the first coming. Twice as many that's yet to be fulfilled. Continue on, brother. But woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land, and wrath upon this people. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles, until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Now the time of the Gentiles ain't been fulfilled yet. Or if it has, we're sitting on the cusp of the time of Jacob's trouble. Okay? The time of the nations. The time of the nations to when the gospel was going to go out to the four corners of the earth. You say it's done gone out. Undoubtedly, the Lord looks at it a little different than we do. He ain't come back yet. Okay? Now watch this. What's coming up? Go ahead, brother. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. Uh-huh, Isaiah 13, we just went over to the other night, go ahead. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Isaiah 13, went over the other night. Go ahead. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And then, oh, and when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Okay, he's made that part complete. Now watch what he says in verse 29. And he spake to them a parable. Behold, the fig tree. The, what, what grows on fig tree? Fig. Thank you. Does anybody, anybody deny that figs grow on a fig tree? Can anybody deny? Now remember, it's a fig tree associated with Judah and Jews. Remember in chapter 21, Matthew the Lord cursed it, said, never would bring forth fruit anymore. Never fruit anymore. 
Well, something that, now watch what he says. Read it again, brother, the whole verse. And he spoke to them a parable. Behold, the fig tree and all the trees. All the trees. Not just the fig tree, but all the trees. Not just the fake, real good Jews, the nasty Jews, the naughty Jews that ain't never going to bear no fruit at the end of the time of the Gentiles, but he's talking about, and all the trees, all the nations. Continue on verse 3. Yeah, Luke 21 and 30. When they now shoot forth, ye see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. There you go. You know, summer's at night hand when the fig tree starts putting forth leaves. It'll never bear fruit again according to Jesus' own mouth. Why can't it bear fruit? Because, because it ain't the right figs. It ain't the right ones. How do you know that? Revelations chapter 2, 9 and 3, 9. Romans chapter 9. Hosea chapter 1 and 2. You know it because it's what the Bible says. It can't bear fruit again. But yet it's part of the end time. How do you know everything's going to take place over there in Jerusalem? Because like I said, God bought that land forever. Abraham, read Genesis. We're going through it. We done been through it. Where the Lord promised it to Abraham forever. Not only that, but the whole world. Romans chapter 4. It doesn't matter who's over there. It never in the book of Revelation indicates that the people there are the children of God. Where in the world do the Judeo-Christians get that at? Oh, no. It's not there. I dare you to find where they're there in Jerusalem. And it, The only two people of God I know that are there are the two witnesses. Amen. Now, undoubtedly, there'll be some of our some folks there because they'll have to flee because the book says there's going to be. But it, but in the book of Revelation, it never it never deals with God's people being there. But it's got two witnesses preaching against them there in Jerusalem. How do you know? Because it says they're killed in the same place where our Lord was crucified. Now, if you can get the Lord crucified anywhere else in the world, then you might have a case. But the last time I checked any Bible in the world, he was crucified outside of the city limits of Jerusalem. That way, that's the way you know that it comes back into play in prophecy. And the only way you can explain it is everything that I've said. Or either the word of God is not true. And you can pick and choose and make it say anything you want to. The book interprets itself. That's the fig tree with no fruit. And that fig, remember the fig tree, because we're fixing to, we're fixing to get to another tree shortly, okay? Fixing to get there. Mark chapter 13, Brother Dave, just start reading verse 1. Get one more rendition of it, and then we're going to go to Romans chapter 11. Mark chapter 13, verse 1. And as he went out of the temple, one of his disciples saith unto him, Master, 
See what manner of stones and what buildings are here? And Jesus answering said unto him, Seest thou these great buildings? There shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives over against the temple, Peter and James and John and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign when all these things shall be fulfilled? Okay, just a second, Brother Chad. I want you to go to the book of James while Brother Brother Dave is reading this, okay? Mm-hmm. Just go to the book of James, chapter 1. Go ahead, yeah. Brother Dave. Mark 13, verse 5. And Jesus answering them began to say, Take heed lest any man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And when ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, be not troubled, for such things must needs be, but the end shall not be yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be earthquakes in divers places, and there shall be famines and troubles. These are the beginnings of sorrow. But take heed to yourselves, for they shall deliver you up to councils, and in the synagogues ye shall be beaten, and ye shall be brought before rulers and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them. And the gospel must first be published among all nations. But when they shall lead you and Deliver you up, take no thought beforehand what ye shall speak, neither do ye premeditate, but whatsoever shall be given you in that hour that speak ye, for it is not ye that speak, but the Holy Ghost. Now the brother shall betray the brother to death, and the father the son, and children shall rise up against their parents, and shall cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endured until the end, the same shall be saved. Now, everybody knows that's been listening that this is a rendition of what we just got through reading, except the Lord's added some more through Brother Mark. And in Matthew, Matthew will add a few more things. But when you put them all together, you get the full scope of things. It's going to happen in the future. You better believe it. Every blessed word. Now watch verse 14. But when you shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing where it ought not, let him that readeth understand. Then let them that be in Judea flee to the mountains. And let him that is on the housetop not go down into the house, neither enter therein to take anything out of his house. And let him that is in the field not turn back again for to take up his garment. But woe to them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. And pray ye that your flight be not in the winter. For in those days shall be affliction such as was not from the beginning of the creation which God created unto this time, neither shall be. Nobody's ever seen that day yet, folks. Ever seen that day yet, and that's going to be a bad time. 
It's called, we have seen it, talked about it the other night. It's a prolonged day. It's called the day of the Lord. It's the wrath of God. It's the time of Jacob's trouble. It's a bad, bad time. Continue on, brother. And except that the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh should be saved. For the elect's sake, whom he hath chosen, he hath shortened the days. Absolutely. He said, the Lord talks in the past tense, except he had had shortened those days. It's as good as done, folks. The Lord's talking in the past tense. But he's going to shorten the days for every one of the elect, both the very elect and the elect of the whosoever wills. Go ahead, brother. And then, if any man shall say to you, Lo, here is Christ, or lo, he is there, believe him not. For false Christs and false prophets shall rise and shall shew signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. But take ye heed, behold, I have foretold you all things. But in those days, after the tribulation, the sun shall be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars of heaven shall fall, and the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken. We read that in Isaiah 13, didn't we, Brother Dave? Yes, we did. Continue on. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then shall he send his angels, and shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from the uttermost part of the earth to the uttermost part of heaven. Well, that bunch of elect, that's when they're going to get taken out. And the Lord goes through right to the very end, right up until the time, and we're going to get to it in a few minutes, into Revelation chapter 20. And then he stops and he throws in this parable again. Go ahead. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When her branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, oh, he knows. Oh, excuse me, doesn't that say put it forth fruit? Uh, no. <laughs> no fruit there. Ain't going to be no fruit there because the Lord said there wouldn't. That's right. There are going to be a bunch of fig trees boasting around with pretty leaves trying to claim there's something that they're not. Because there's two different bunch of Jews. They're good Jews and bad Jews. Period. Everybody that is of Israel is not of Israel. If you believe the Bible, that's what it says. Continue on, brother. My question is, and I believe it's already been answered, but uh, maybe a little more concisely, the good Jews have already exited the fig tree when the gospel was preached. Is that not correct? That's the elect. That is the ones that are in the body. of That's part of the bride. Right. Now, there's others that are natural that are not part of the bride. That's part of natural Israel. You know that because of Ezekiel 40 through 48. So there are good figs still a part of um, the Jewish population. Absolutely. Okay. And they've been given a heart to understand. That's the reason the Lord said you can't separate the tares from the wheat right now. Mm -hmm. That's left up to the angels to do. That's left up to the Lord. 
There is a remnant according to the We're fixing to get to that. There is a remnant out of that bunch according to the election of grace. That we're going to get to that. That's in Romans chapter 11. The word about this fig tree, about national Israel, about Judah, there's good and bad. You can't throw them all in the past. I mean, my God, there's exceptions. One of these days I'll give you a bunch of exceptions that are just as prevalent is anything. You know the tree by the fruit it bears. That Did I say that or did the Lord say that? Lord. Now, of course he did. Now, if you're bearing good fruit, it's a pretty good tree, isn't it? Yes. All right. Continue on, David. And put it forth, lees. Ye know that summer is near. So ye, in like manner, when ye shall see these things come to pass, know that it is nigh even at the doors. So we're at the door, folks. The old Judeo-Christians got that part right. We're at the door. We're at the jumping-off place, as they say down south. You know that? Huh? Door is plural. Do what? Plural. Absolutely. Absolutely. Doors of what? (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that, we'll leave that one for another time. Yes, yes. Even at the doors. Come on, guys. Y'all know the answer to that. I shouldn't even have to tell you. The doors, the doors of the, the doors. Well, that's the doors of heaven. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, we talk about it all the time. Doors yes, and windows. Yes, we should. And the wind, doors and windows of heaven. Absolutely. Yeah, but we're going in through the door. We don't have to crawl through the window. That's exactly right, brother. Behold, I am the door. <laughs> amen, amen. <laughs> That's great. Oh, oh absolutely. It sure book. is. It sure is. So we've established the figs. Not the The Bible has established the figs, good yeah. and bad. We've established where the word Jew first occurs, Israel has nothing to do with that. Israel then. But now, since God got rid of Israel, no more their God, He's no, we're, we're no more his people, then he was called Israel, Judah. That's not my opinion. That's what the word of God says. So now then... We've dealt with this fig tree that the, that Jesus has cursed. Now let's go to Romans chapter 11, and if you can find a fig tree in Romans chapter 9, 10, or 11, then you got, I'll give you, well, if I had it to give, a million dollars. But we're going to see a tree in Romans 11, and it's got to do with Israel. In Romans chapter 11. So, Brother Dave, Romans chapter 11, and start at verse 1. Okay, verse 1. And remember, folks, 9, 10, and 11, don't pay no attention to the headings, the the, the chapter 9, 10. Don't worry about that. Go from one to the other. Read it just just like you're reading straight through, and you'll see you'll you'll more understand what I'm talking about than you will if you try, try to make a division between the chapters. Just read 9, 10, 11 straight through. Okay. Read the last verse in verse in chapter in chapter ten, and then go right to chapter eleven. Chapter ten tells you how that that a, a remnant elect that he talked about in nine 
can be saved. He just told you there's a remnant in nine. Isaiah said it. And then he told you in Hosea, it said they'll be called the children of God. He's talking, still talking about that remnant, that elect. In chapter 10, he says they're going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. That's in the first three verses of Romans 10. Then it goes on down and Paul says, What saith thee, the word is nigh thee, even in thine heart, the word of faith which we preach. Who's he talking to? Corporate Israel. That's the context of that, that, that subject matter. If thou shalt confess with thy heart, confess with thy mouth, and believe in thine heart, thou shalt be saved. Who's he talking to? He's talking to Israel. Read the first three verses, brother, and then go down and read the last few verses. Um, you want me to read the last verse of Romans chapter 10? Please. No, read the last verse in chapter 9, and then go and read the oh. first four verses in chapter 10, and then read the last three verses in 10, and go right into 11. Okay. The last three verses in Romans chapter 9, verse 31. But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, hath not attained to the law of righteousness. Wherefore? Because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law, for they stumbled at the stumbling stone. As it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and a rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. And Paul's going to requote that in the next chapter, and they're still doing it today, going about the law to try to find righteousness. And it can't be done. There's not there's your there's your Hebrew roots movement. That's the whole. That's your seven day Adventist. It's folks. There's nothing new under the sun. Continue on, brother. Romans chapter ten, verse one. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Did you think I was making it up, folks? The context is Judah Israel. That's what the context is about. Not that, not, read James, the first verse in James 1, Brother Chad. Sure. James don't even call them Israelites because they're not anymore. James 1.1. 1, 1. James, the servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. Did he say Israel? Nowhere. You won't find it nowhere through there. Why? Because of Hosea chapter 1. Yes. That's where it's, I'm not even calling, I'm not, I, I, yeah, I will. That's where the brethren get screwed up out there. They won't take the book. They're too busy trying to change the book to make it line up with what they want to teach instead of letting the book interpret itself. Yeah. And do you notice it said 12 tribes? Yes. <laughs> it didn't just say 10, did it? Well, said 12. That's right, sure did. Because the majority of Judah were taken captive by Nebuchadnezzar. All the outlying outskirts, all the city, when Nebuchadnezzar surrounded Jerusalem, the only people that would don't, the, just the city population was there. Mm -hmm. 
And everybody else outside of the Jews of the southern tribe were already taken captive and swept away with the ten northern tribes. That's why James said what he said there and didn't even call them Israelites and never does. Continue on, Brother Dave. That gives me an interesting thought, uh, Pastor, if I might just, uh, because he said he would give Judah a heart. Well, right. yeah, that's what I've been. That's what I've been saying all along. Yeah, he but gives, they were, but they were scattered amongst with the rest of the tribes. That's yes, yeah, sure were. Yeah, yeah. So that's that just makes me uh, gives me some interesting thoughts of 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 some different people throughout history, perhaps. Of course, I can name a few right now, but I'm not going to take the time to. I'm trying to keep this train of thought, guys. Go ahead, brother Dave. Amen. Verse two: For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. I'm right, my skin's white, and I'm right, and everybody else is wrong, and them old niggers, and them old wetbacks, and them old Jews, and I'm right, and everybody else is wrong. They going about to establish their own righteousness and not submitting to God's righteousness. You see what I'm saying, folks? Mm-hmm. The only way you can deny this is deny the book. Continue on, brother. Read that again, brother Dave, so okay. so they won't be hearing my old loud, rough mouth talking. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Verse 4, For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. In the last three verses? Yeah. Romans 10, verse 19, But I say, Did not Israel know? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, and by a foolish nation, I will anger you. Hosea chapter 1 again. <laughs> Go ahead. But Isaiah is very bold and saith, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. But to Israel he saith, All day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. See, folks, this is the problem. When you read that, or when some of the brothers out there read that, all they can think about is the the northern house of Israel, the ones that, they're no more a nation, folks. We were no more a nation. And in Christ Jesus, it doesn't matter anyway. There is no nationality in Christ. You're a Christian. That's not my opinion either. Paul says it twice. You want two witnesses? He says it twice. As a matter of fact, it classifies three categories of every human being across this plane. Either a Jew or a Gentile or the church. Three, one, two, three. It classifies three categories of people. We were mixed among the nations. Did we stay white? Of course we did. We still tried to follow some of the law. That's why we're still here. But that's also why we're such a minority as well. 
It's so it's easy to understand if you believe the book, folks. Continue on, Brother Dave. There's there's a thought here that as we've gone along that I've seen should be mentioned in passing. Perhaps there's something you would mention at it about it at the end, but Edom, Esau, is called their brother, and the Edomites were considered of the tri of from Abraham. And yet Esau married Canaanite. Two Hittite Hittite women, yeah. Hittites, and Hittites are Canaanites. That's right. And Yeah. And so they were long gone mixed among the Canaanites, and yet they're they're still called our brother. That's exactly right. So conversely, and I'm not saying I've got it all figured out here yet, but conversely, those who originally came from Isaac, Hmm? How pure do they have to be? They, That's true of uh, Esau. I'll tell you how pure they have to be. They have to be pure of heart. Amen. And the Lord's the one that does that. Amen. And it's according to his elect because he's got elect out of all of them. Right. So the legal aspect of the tenth generation and all that that so many people want to harp upon is very doubtful. Is absolutely null and void. That's not according to me. That's according to the Apostle Paul in Galatians and all through the epistles. Yes. That's the reason you cannot understand the Old Testament unless you understand the explanation in the epistles. Go ahead, brother. Okay, Romans 11, verse 1. I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. See, Paul's not even thinking about the scattered tribes. He's consider- the only people he's talking about are Judites and people in the, the southern tribe of Judah and Benjamin and a few Levites as priests. That's all he, plus the Edomite mix in, in the mixed in with them. That's all he's talking about, folks. That's all, that's all the context of everything we've been reading. Period. You can't make it nothing else with a making machine unless you want to rest the Scriptures to your own destruction or change the words or change the Bible to make it fit the way you want it to. That's the reason Genesis 24 is so very important because it lets you know that the bride of Christ, the very elect, are pure Israelites. They're of the blood of Isaac. They're of the blood of Abraham. That's the reason I went over it. We were there so long the other night. That's the bride, I said. And there's a difference in the bride and everybody else. Who else, Who did? For, that's the reason Brother Chad was getting so excited about chapter 22. Who do you think sitting around at the marriage supper? The bride? Can you count? Can you add two plus two? It ain't five. It's four. It ain't the bride. The bride ain't sitting around in the table at the marriage supper. They're guests. Where do they come from? You see what I mean? I, now I'm getting off. Up, I, I love talking about it so much I can't even stand it, Chad. Go ahead, Brother Dave. Hallelujah. Okay. I just wanted to make a point in line with what you're saying. Paul himself twice 
in Acts 21, verse 39, and Acts 22, verse 3, calls himself a Jew. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Christ is of the seed of David of the tribe of who? Judah. Bingo! Continue reading, brother. Romans 11, verse 2. God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. What? Ye not what the scripture saith of Elias, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets, and dig down thy altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself seven thousand men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. And you can rest assured God reserved his bride. As a matter of fact, you know he reserved 144,000, don't we, Brother Pete? <laughs> Me and Brother Pete was talking about that 144,000 virgins in Revelation the other night. Anyway, go ahead, Brother Dave. Verse 5. Even so then, at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. Okay. There is a remnant according to the election of grace. According to the election of grace, there's a remnant. That remnant, according to the election of grace, is in the body of Christ, is the bride of Christ. That's part of the bride of Christ. I don't care if they're northern tribe, southern tribe, what tribe? In Christ there is neither Jew nor Gentile, bond nor free, male nor female, Scythian, barbarian, bond or free. Period. There is no nationality in Jesus Christ. Why? Because you're bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. Ye are his. Paul says it's a great mystery, folks. I didn't say I could explain it all. I just said, hey, that's what the book says. And he says it's a great mystery. Go ahead, Brother Dave. Let's see if we find a fig tree anywhere down through here. Okay. And if by grace then, is it no more of works? Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then is it no more grace? Otherwise, work is no more work. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it. And the rest were blinded, according as it is written. God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear, unto this day. And David saith, Let their table be made a snare, and a trap, and a stumbling block, and a recompense unto them. Let their eyes be darkened, that they may not and bow down their neck, their back away. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid, but rather through their fall salvation is come unto the Gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy. Now, if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness. For I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as, as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. If it by any means 
I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh, and might save some of them. For if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? For if the firstfruits be holy, the lump also is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou being wild, olive tree were grafted in among them. Oh, and you, mean, with, you mean a fig tree, right? <laughs> I mean, no. Last time I checked, figs don't grow on olive trees, do they? No. Continue on. And if some of the branches were broken off, and thou, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and with them partakest of the root and fatness of the olive tree, boast not against the branches, but if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Thou wilt say then, the branches were broken off that I might be grafted. Well, because of unbelief they were broken off. And thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed lest he also spare not thee. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell severity but toward thee, goodness, if thou continue in his goodness. Otherwise, thou also shalt be cut off. And they will. And they will. And they will. During the time of Jacob's trouble, rest assured, they shall be cut off. Go ahead, brother. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. For if thou wert cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and wert grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest Ye should be wise in your own conceits that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. And it's still that way today. Getting closer to it being over with, but it's still that way today. Go ahead. And so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written. There shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant unto them, when I shall take away their sins. As concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sakes. But as touching the election, they are beloved for the Father's sakes. As touching the gospel, they're enemies for your sake. But for the Father's sake, it's a different ball game, and I'm not going to go off into that doctrine about where they're at now and all that stuff. Just keep on reading. For the gift and calling of God are without repentance. For as ye in times past have not believed God, yet have now obtained mercy through their unbelief. 
Even so, have these also now not believed that through your mercy they also may obtain mercy? For God hath concluded them all in unbelief that he might have mercy upon all. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord? Or who hath been his counselor? Or who hath first given to him? And it shall be recompensed unto him again. For of him and through him and to him are all things. To whom be glory forever. Amen. Amen and amen. Now just to take this just a little bit further, I'll make one more point. I'm, said, I'm, I'm through talking about the Jew. The good you, bad you, blah blah blah. I'm tired. I'm through with that. If you, you you can argue with the argue machine if you want to, you're not going to get nowhere unless you want to go against the word of God. Are they the seed? Are the serpent seed the bad you? Of course they are. I mean, come on, you ain't never heard me say they're what? Not going to. They're tares. Period. But they look like wheat. You got that? So the majority, though, of the Jews today would be considered bad, would they not? Considering the bulk of them are Khazarian. What you know about and what I know about and what the world portrays, yes. Okay. And those that are of the Edomite line or even maybe some true Israelites still among them. Absolutely. Would be the good... Absolutely, and the way you know that is because you've got even our people converting even to Judaism. Oh, yeah. See what I'm saying? It works both ways. Yes. It works both ways. But anyway, back in in Luke 21, this is a side note here. This will will add a little bit to the curiosity of Brother Holler, Lord willing. You saw in, in 21, Luke 21, and in Mark 13, and also we'll find out in Matthew 24, that the holy city is encompassed about with an armies, right? Yes. Okay, it happened in 70 A.D. It happened in the past with Nebuchadnezzar and them when he finally took them out. And then they came back, and it happened again in 70 A.D. And we know it's going to happen again in the future because Revelation tells us it is. And let me show you one more place. This ought to pique everybody's curiosity where the holy city is encompassed about. Go to Revelation chapter 20. That's some of y'all never thought about this. Start reading it, verse 1, Chad. Uh-huh, caught you with your oh. mute button on, didn't I? Yes, yes, yes. I, I, have, to take care. I have to take care. I didn't want to interrupt. I got to take care of something. Uh, well, can you continue on, Toby? David can take it, no problem. Okay, thanks. Uh, Verse 1? Yes, just start at verse 1. We're going to read the whole chapter. Go ahead. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain. Revelation chapter 20, right? Yes. Okay, go ahead. And verse 2. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, and that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. 
and after that he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Now, but folks, the rest, if y'all can't understand that that's future... You've been listening to the wrong people. Or you've got a funny Bible. Or you just, the Spirit of God, you've never, the new birth hadn't taken place yet. Okay? There ain't no no binding and no Satan taking place. We haven't ruled and reigned as priests and kings, according to 1 Peter. And here, the the ones that have died, the martyrs, they have not come up yet. See, that's that's like I said the other night, Friday night. This is the difference between allegorical BS and literal Bible teaching. Okay, continue on, brother Dave. Verse five. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is going to answer one of your questions, Brother Holler. This is the first resurrection. The first re- on the first resurrection, the second death has no part. Born once, die twice. Born twice, die once. Born once, natural birth. And that's the only birth you have. You're going to die twice. There's a second death. It's called a lake of fire. You're born twice. The new birth, you're only going to die once. Or you may not die at all. There's a whole slew come under the category that's going to deal with that second death. And that's all. Yes, Brother Holler, that's connected with Ezekiel 40 48. And... The Spirit of God showed you that, and you're a Bible student, brother. And I appreciate your questions, and we'll deal with the other stuff and try and tie that stuff together for you um, the next open topics. Lord willing, don't let me forget it. Go ahead, Brother Dave. Verse 6. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. See what I mean? We ain't ruled and reigned with no Christ no thousand years. We had to the last time I checked, have you been resurrected? <laughs> the first resurrection hadn't took place yet. The first fruits hadn't happened yet. There's three parts to that thing, folks. First fruits, harvest, and gleanings. And we'll get into that at another time. Go ahead, Brother Dave. Keep on reading. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. So during that thousand years, there was a big repopulation. Because if the Lord hadn't shortened the days, remember back in 
Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, there'd be no flesh left alive. Go ahead, brother. And they went up on the breadth of the earth, encompassed the camp of the saints about. And, and by the, the way, city. we'll just go ahead and mention to everybody there, if you really want some Greek, go to the Greek on that one because it tells you they went up on the plain or the plateau telling you that the earth is flat. Go ahead, brother. In the beloved city, and fire came down out of heaven and devoured them. And they camped around the beloved city again. And then fire rained out. This battle don't take long. Remember that flame we read the other night in 13? Yes. Brother, you, Brother Dave, you remember where we talked about that flame? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And in Joel chapter 2, I'm telling you folks, it's all connected. The day of the Lord. See, this is part of the day of the Lord. Oh, yeah, because it's uh, it goes for the thousand years. Right? That's exactly yeah. correct. This is part of the day of the Lord, see? Context, precept upon precept. Context, context, folks. Line upon line, line upon line. Scripture with Scripture, Scripture with Scripture. Here a little and there a little. Throughout the whole Word of God. The supernatural book put together by the Father himself. Forever, O forever, oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. His words are preserved forever by his promise. Psalm chapter 12. Tried in the furnace of earth seven times. Thou will keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them forever. Words, W-O-R-D-S. And that ain't what you want them to be. That's what he, through history and through his manipulation and by through his elect and through the martyrs and through what he's done by God's hand through history has given you. You can't go back and change history because the Lord is the end all, be all. He is the author of all history. He allows to happen what he wants to happen, and the clay can't say to the potter, why hast thou made me thus? Then you go tinkering with the sovereignty of God, you might as well just go jump in the lake yourself. You ever heard that saying, go jump in a lake? (laughs) That comes from Revelation. They were cast into a lake of fire. Out of the frying pan into the fire. Continue, brother. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Repeat that verse one more time. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Tormented day and night forever and ever. You know what forever and ever means in the Greek? Tell them, Brother David. means forever. That's exactly right. Continue, Brother. And verse 11. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, 
and another book was opened, which is the book of life. This is the great white throne judgment, folks. This has got nothing to do with you. You've done ruled and reigned with Christ a thousand years as priests and kings over five cities, ten cities, blah, blah, blah. How anybody could, you better never hope, and you don't want no part of this judgment. You don't want no part of this judgment. Because this takes, this is the second, this second resurrection, this is the folks that are judged here at this second judgment. We're all standing behind this judgment taking place. As a matter of fact, we take part in it. According to the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 5. Know ye not that the saints shall judge the world and that ye shall judge angels? This ain't got nothing to do with you or I. If so be the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. You've done been judged at the judgment seat of Christ called the Bema seat in the Greek. Continue on, Brother Day. And another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of the, those things which were written in the books according to their works. And See, they're the judged G- by, these folks are judged by their works. They're not judged by grace through faith. They're judged according to their works. This is where everybody gets this balance that your good works is put over here and your bad works over here, and whichever one weighs the most, that determines where you go. That's not understanding the Word of God. See, that's not rightly dividing the Word of truth. It's biblical ignorance, folks, is what it is. Continue on, brother. It is a, It is true for those who... Great oh yeah, but let's, uh, 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 let's don't let's don't go there yet, brother. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like those, <clears throat> yes, some it of is those, true for some folks. Yes. and some of those yes. dudes that believe that principle, it probably applies. Yeah, it is, right? and it's also there's some people that's going to <clears throat> go through that thousand year period, brother Holler, and there will be no more grace through faith in the uh, millennium. It'll be ruled with a rod of iron and do this and do that. And if you don't do it, then you in a world of hurt. And at this judgment right here, you're gonna. If you don't do what the king says, you go into the lake of fire, which was prepared for the devil and his angels, where the false prophet and the beast are. Yes. How do you know that, brother Don? Because there's a whole bunch of folks during the time of Jacob's trouble that have to keep the commandments of God. But I'm not going to go into that tonight. I've already taught Revelation. Go ahead. Keep on reading, brother. Verse 13. And the sea gave up her dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. There's your second death right there. That's a death that goes on for eternity. How do you know that? Because of what you previously read about the punishment lasting forever and ever. Continue on, brother. And whosoever was not written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And Yep. See there? You just read the punishment was forever and ever back up a little bit further. It hadn't changed 
the context hadn't changed. The same punishment the beast and the false prophet get and the devil and his angels get, the ones that's works don't pan out, those work at this judgment, their punishment lasts forever and ever. Brother Dave, dismiss us in a word of prayer. Yes. Hallelujah. Father, we give you thanks for this word tonight. We give you thanks, Lord Jesus, that your Holy Spirit has taught us tonight to your glory, to your honor, and that we are beginning to understand better the word Jew, who Jews are, and what is, who is our brethren among them and who isn't. And Lord, we pray that stumbling box blocks be removed from people that have misunderstood this word and have pronounced quick judgments and have hated unjustly people who they shouldn't have put a stumbling block before or hated needlessly without cause. So, Lord, I pray that you would forgive us as a people yes, Father. for any ignorance that we have displayed in the past where we have cast aside people who you would call good Jews, good figs, who have the possibility of being saved if they receive the Lord Jesus Christ or living in the millennial reign in the Ezekiel 40 to 48 people keeping the law of the house. And Lord, we ask you to forgive us for our ignorance in this matter, that we would not be judged for our sins and our mistakes by the blood of Jesus, cleanse us and cover us and wash us pure and remove all sin that we might be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus afresh. And Lord, we pray for more intimate fellowship with you and with those people to whom you call us to witness to among all nations, among all peoples, even those who will not have be given a cloak to cover their sin. In other words, those that reject you need to be witnessed to as well. And Lord, we ask that we'd be empowered with all grace and with all understanding and wisdom and love and compassion and all understanding, all understanding that we would have the understanding we require in every situation to do the work of God as you desire us to do it according to your will, that we'd be able to explain the word of God accurately, that we'd have the correct doctrine and not fall short. Lord, I pray for these blessings to come upon all those who are in the chat room and for all those who are downloading tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day, and forever, whoever downloads, may they be riveted by the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ who will teach them these things. And I pray all this in the name of Jesus, so be it. Amen. 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 And just real quick, brother, go Amen. back and read to him the scripture in Chronicles, where it, not in Chronicles, but in Exodus, where it tells them what how to treat an Edomite. Okay. Okay. Um, Chapter twenty-two, verse five, I believe. Okay. Oh yeah, treat him as your brother. Yeah. Verse five. 
same place where it says a bastard shall not enter the congregation of the Lord. Okay. The same chapter. Mm-hmm. Okay, Deuteronomy 23, verse 22, I believe. Mm, uh, verse 2, I should say. Okay. A bastard shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord. Even to his tenth generation shall he not enter into the congregation. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say anything about the... Verse 5 or 6, brother. It's in that same chapter. In verse uh, Deuteronomy 23? Yeah. Okay. Let me see. Uh, oh, let me read. An Ammonite or Moabite shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord. Even to their tenth generation shall they not enter into the congregation of the Lord. Come on, no silence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Edomite. That's the reason that I, I, I could have quoted it and give you the chapter and verse ten minutes ago, but it's okay. slipped in my mind. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't see it, but I was right there in verse yeah, yeah. seven. <laughs> okay. Deuteronomy 23, verse 7. Thou shalt not abhor an Edomite, for he is thy brother. Thou shalt not abhor an Egyptian, because thou fost a stranger in his land. Okay. You got that that hatred business that goes on? That's the reason the New Testament, Paul says, do good unto all men, but with, with the qualification, especially those that are of the household of faith. See? See no, matter how, no matter how they try to rest the Scriptures, folks, you're not going to get away from it. The Word of God's got it covered. Okay? Nobody all of a sudden in the last 30 or 40 years has come up with this grand new thing that some of the purest and moral righteous Christians that ever lived and died for their faith didn't see 1,500 years ago, okay? They just saying, hey, and not unless you rest the Scriptures. You can, twi- you can use different Bibles and mitch, pitch, and, you know, you know um, pick this out of this Bible and that out of that Bible or write one yourself like some fools try to do. And you can make it say anything you want to say. You destroy the authority of God. Either he's your authority through his word, or you have no authority but yourself. And Satan wants you to be your final authority. That's the reason all the way back in Genesis 3, he told Eve that if you'll just do this, you'll be as God's knowing good and evil. In other words, she'd be her own final authority. That's what the whole thing's about, folks, is authority. You either got one or you don't, and the choice is yours. I have one question. I don't want to keep you long, so if maybe we could. How do we reconcile Obadiah then with this? Because that bunch of Edomites there did get destroyed. (laughs) So at the end, when it's all said and done, the ones that are still the Jews who didn't receive... They're going to be destroyed. That's exactly right. But we have to wait till then. 
That's it's there. That's what the Lord said. Don't go mess yeah. with them tares. I'll take yeah. care. I'll take care of all that. Mm-hmm. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Amen. We have a job to do. The job's not run around pointing fingers and hating like I keep on trying to say. The job is to take care of what God's called you to do. Amen. That's the deal. Anyway, Brother Chad, you there now? No, he's still muted off. I thought I heard his voice a while ago. Anyway, folks, you there, Chad? Yeah. No. Oh, are you finished doing your business? Uh, nope. Well, go ahead and do it, and we'll go ahead and end the program. Before I, before I do, and is there any questions in the chat room you'd like to ask about any of the scripture we went over? Uh, no questions that I can see. Okay. Just a few comments that were made long ago. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, folks, Lord willing and help permitting, we will be back tomorrow night and we'll pick up in Genesis chapter 25. Good night. Oh, brother, go with the contact information. Yes. And we'll contact information for Don Spears Ministries. The telephone number is 334 Two three three three. Again, that's three three four three nine seven two three three three. The email address is respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. And you can go to PayPal. And when you open an account at PayPal, you can enter Pastor Don's PayPal account, which is the same as his email. Respect. To the Lord at yahoo.com. That's Pastor Don's PayPal account. And you can give an offering to the Lord Jesus Christ there and to the ministries of Don Spears. And the mailing address for Pastor Don is 3155 Louisville Street, apartment D1. That's D as in Don, D1, Clio, Alabama. Zip code 36017-36017. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good night, everybody. God bless each and every one of you. May God's grace be upon you and his blessings as well. Love each and every one of you in the Lord, and Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow night. Good night, Brother Dave. Good job. Good job, Brother Chad. Talk to y'all later. Good night. The love of God.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.